Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC, CFP and Certified Financial Planner. The Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Leftenant, or Reinventing Your Money. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 14 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we are exploring how women create a meaningful and abundant life on her terms. And I'm a certified financial planner. I'm also a wealth advisor, author, speaker with over 30 years experience. And professional women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence to overcome the financial challenges that women face as they pursue their own version of a wealthy life. And a wealthy life is not just about the size of our nest egg. True wealth is found through pursuing our passions, exploring who we are, expressing our inner talents and living our personal dreams. The mission of my show is to engage in casual yet deep conversations with experts who are exploring what it means to live a wealthy life and sharing how they do just that. And I reveal tips and ideas to help you have the money you need to pursue your own version of a wealthy life. So happy Wednesday. Uh, so much is happening in our country right now. It's pretty hard to turn away from the news, isn't it? I know it can be scary. And there's a lot of people out there who might have differing beliefs and points of view than you do. So it might be kind of hard to find your footing right now, to feel grounded during so much questions and uncertainty. And I encourage you, if you need help or someone to talk to, I encourage you to reach out to me, to my guests, or to professionals. When I work with couples, I find that most of them have different, different beliefs and points of view around money, how it should be spent, what it should be used for, one person might be a saver and the other might be a spender. I offer a free report called Mastering Your Money Mindset. And today I want to share a section of that report with you because I think in our current circumstances, maybe some of you are having a little bit more conflict about making financial decisions. So do you and your partner avoid talking about money because it might lead to a disagreement? I know this has happened in my relationship. And if you're single, do you avoid having a conversation with yourself about what you need to do to improve your finances, regardless of your circumstance? You know, in our busy world, we often don't take the time to really listen to how another person feels in a given situation. We sometimes jump to conclusions. We can blame or complain when a person doesn't agree with us. 
And we can sometimes assume that that person is actually trying to ruin our day. Well, this is true about our communication around money, but can actually be true about talking and conversing about any topic. And since we are all raised with different experiences with money and our beliefs and our values are developed from those experiences, it's understandable why we might have a conflict during day-to-day -day interactions when we're trying to make good, solid financial decisions. Studies show that conflict over money is the number one reason for divorce in early marriages and at least a major issue for many couples. Americans report that money can be the number one stress in their relationship, and stress over money can also lead to depression or cause health difficulties. So talking about money can bring those confusing emotions to the surface. Many times when we feel that emotional reaction coming up during a conversation, we might attempt to push it down under the surface because we don't like conflict and we decide to, that it's better to maybe just let things go rather than go through a few uncomfortable moments in order to clear things up. Conversations about money can be highly charged with the potential to lead to resentment or anger or even some violence if we don't process our feelings. This tendency can create estrangement between couples, partners, family members, and even friends. So I ask you, do you have any relationships right now that might be a little strained because you have different views or disagreements about money? Well, what I have found to be really helpful when I help my clients create a communication plan around money is to start with, I, with a process that I call a money heart talk. And the purpose of scheduling a money heart talk is to create, is to promote that positive expression of feelings so that you can feel heard, so that everyone can feel heard, and you can create connection, agreement, and compromise. So let me tell you just a little bit about how the process goes before I introduce my guests. And you can take some notes because if you have a relationship where you could really use some communication tips, this will be very helpful. So the Money Heart Talk starts with participants agreeing to speak up about their needs, their wants, and to share their hopes and dreams and their concerns. They create a space where each person will agree to listen and to talk so that everybody understands what the other person is really thinking and feeling. This is a structured communication process and it has eight agreements. So the heart talk creates that safety place where a deeper level of communication can, can, uh, can occur other than those usual just maybe uh, spatting at each other that we sometimes get involved with. So people participating in a heart talk who feel emotions rise to the surface like they can do when we're talking about money, well, they begin to learn that more positive way of expressing those emotions instead of letting them burst out of us when we're triggered by something someone says. You know what I'm talking about. You know when your partner tells you that maybe your checking account is running low or an unexpected bill arrives in the mail, your reaction might be to just 
lash out in anger because you think that your partner might be blaming you for it. Or maybe you're fearful about some consequence of that bill coming in late. We often just lash out out of reaction, even as we're sometimes wondering, why am I doing this? So the structure of the money heart talk creates that safe, non-judgmental space that supports this constructive rather than destructive expressions of feelings and desires and concerns. So I teach my clients to invite their partner to choose into this new conversation opportunity. And the first thing you do is choose an object, such as like a sacred object or an item that represents your union. And that way, that object represents safety and neutrality. Each person will hold the object while speaking. And when the first person who's holding the object is finished, then they pass that object to the other person so that and they know it's their turn to share. So after you have your object, then you're going to acknowledge together the eight agreements for the conversation. The first one is that only the person with the object is going to talk. And then the other person is just going to listen. No interrupting, just listening. Once the object is passed to the other person, then you get your time to talk and the other person agrees to listen to you. Now you can always pass if you want to take a break or if you want to have some time to think or if you want to say, hey, I've got to let myself calm down a little bit. You talk only about how you feel, not about someone else and what they have said or done. So instead of saying something like, you didn't pay that bill on time, you can say, you know, it really makes me feel afraid when our bills aren't paid on time. That way you're talking about how it affects you and you don't accuse anybody of anything. That helps create trust and confidence in the other person. So you don't judge or criticize what the other person has said or experienced in their life around money. And here's an important point. You both agree to hold that information that you share together as confidential between you. No telling your friends or sharing it with your mom because this agreement builds that long-term trust so that next time you have a hard talk, you're going to be willing to go even deeper and share even more about your concerns and worries and your hopes about money. Number seven is you don't leave the talk until both people declare it's complete. And remember, number eight, you want to be considerate about how long you talk so that each one of you feel like you're both being heard equally. So the money heart talk is over when the object is that's been passed back and forth is everybody agrees. Okay, that's all I need. I feel heard and I feel like I know what you wanted to say. And I encourage my clients to be committed to staying and to tell both people feel that they said everything that's in their heart because, you know, feelings might be strong at first, but the atmosphere can lighten the more you talk. You know, feelings that are like, I'm the one who's the most hurt, become, well, I didn't really understand that you felt the way you do, to, well, I'm ready to compromise and make an agreement so that we can make our financial relationship work. So I recommend setting aside regular times to have a money heart talk 
because this is a solid foundation that you can build over time. And that means you can make better and better decisions together when it comes to what you're going to do with your money. And we all know that changes happen in life and sometimes the best laid plans don't really come about. So we want to have that opportunity to share and really talk deeply with our partner. If, if you have any questions about how to do a heart talk or if you'd like to have uh, me send you the uh, printout of how to do the heart talk, please just send me an email. And I have this in the show notes, but my email is teresa.lieutenant at lpl.com. So I hope that's helpful. Let's introduce our guests. I'm so excited to introduce. So my first guest, Bob Palmer, he grew up like a lot of average American kids. His parents moved around a little bit in his younger years. Now, some people might think that that might be stressful or unfortunate, but Bob says it's helped shape him into someone who understands change, and it helped him learn how to deal with uncertainty at an early age. At age 13, Bob decided he wanted to go into broadcasting, and he set his sights on that. He graduated from college, got a degree in communications, and got a job in a local TV station. And over the years, Bob has flourished in that area. He's been so successful in the broadcast video production arena. He has four regional Emmy Awards, an International Monitor Award, and was an editor on a program that received the prestigious Peabody Award. And when we get back to watching sports, Bob will be up in the video booth working for the Seattle Seahawks, the Seattle Sounders, and the XFL. Now, throughout his career, Bob had this tendency, this natural ability to always be teaching and encouraging others to be as good as they can be. Then he came across the teachings of Jack Canfield and other masters in communication and success strategies, and then he had a new path forward. His lovely wife, Diane, who's with us today, didn't, would say she didn't have a great start in life because she came from a family that went through many years of abuse. She remembers thinking that when she grew up, she was never going to let that happen to herself again. But it turned out that when she got married and had two children, she reached that point of really being physically, verbally, mentally, and spiritually broken. She knew she had to break the cycle, not only for herself, but for her children as well. And Diane says, you know, she knows she stumbled and fell many times, but she never gave up. She always knew there was something good out there waiting for her. Diane says, quote, I believe because of my journey, Bob, my husband, was my reward. He was my gift from God that was out there waiting for me. Bob and Diane Palmer wrote a book called Twist the Throttle to Fuel Your Success. And that was born from the desire to share these experiences and tools and strategies that they both learned and that Bob ultimately teaches in his success workshops. The book gives context and much needed information to help the reader reach new heights in their career as well as their relationships, their personal lives, because the ideas and encouragement and step-by-step -step instructions that they lay out in the book can help anyone further their journey and get down that road to success faster. 
Bob and Diane are owners of Palmer Motivation and Training, where they teach how to discover your passions, define your dreams, and develop your purpose using these wonderful lessons and principles that they've learned in their life and from other teachers. So I couldn't be more thrilled to have my friends, Bob and Diane Palmer, with me. Thank you both for being with me. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much. <laughs> it's so fun to have you both in the show. You know, this is the first time I've had a couple and definitely a power couple like the two of you. So I, I have to ask because, you know, this podcast will be listened to, I don't know how many times in the future, but we are in a very unusual time right now. And we have to really acknowledge that. So how are you two doing in the times of COVID-19? <laughs> it's definitely different. There's no question about that. I think, you know, Diane and I, um, a lot of life hasn't changed for us. Uh, we're used to working from home. Yeah. Uh, so that's That's been good. Of course, yeah, the sports have gone away for me. So uh, that's a little bit different, which at the same time has given me some time to work on the business and do some other things that otherwise I didn't have time to do. But no, it's it's definitely a a different time and we're looking at things, um, you know, some things with a little more of a microscope than we might have otherwise, you know, so many things in, in our lives, even, even though we try to pay attention to a lot of what we do and where we go, um, you know, they get to be routine and it's good that things get uh, shaken up because uh, you know, as well, uh, change isn't easy. It's not easy for anybody. And now we're trying to do it not only as a society in the U.S., we're trying to do it globally. And it's been, you know, it's long overdue. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, um, where, the, where the pain and where the suffering ends. And we feel like we've made uh, the strides that we need to make to where everybody feels like, okay, we can now kind of get back to what we were doing along with the COVID. So, we, you know, we've got a lot of things going on that certainly the U.S. has not seen in, uh, in quite some time, I would say. Yeah, we all have a chance to uh, look at our lives a little bit differently, don't we? So, Diane, how's it going for you? It's going good. Um, again, a uh, a lot of changes as far as not being able to see the kids or grandkids, that kind of stuff kind of got put on hold for a little bit, which is kind of like, oh, what just happened here, you know? So valuing life um, a little more um, closer to your heart, you know, because anything can change in an instant, as we've seen. Everything has changed in an instant. Yes. So, you know, um, digging a little bit deeper in your own self and in your own heart with all the mess and the pandemic and everything that's going on. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for people to really go if we need to create change and we need to make things new and we need to help others heal. We all need to dig a little bit deeper in ourselves and see how we can create that for others. I so agree with you, and I love that. Thank you. So we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to start talking about some of these success strategies that you use with the people who work with you, and we're going to talk about our topic today. So stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back to A Wealthy Life for Her. 
Are you going through life just barely hanging on, hardly knowing where you're going and how to get there? Do you get slowed down and sometimes even paralyzed by the sheer speed and pressures of your life and your job? Do you feel stuck, unable to get where you want to go, unable to be who you want to be? This book teaches you how to set goals and achieve them. Learn how to take control of your life, decide where you want to go, and then actually get there. Twist the Throttle to Fuel Your Success by Bob Palmer with Diane Palmer. Grab your copy now. I believe that every woman is born to live her own personal dreams of a wealthy life. And I call the process of getting the dream out of your mind and into your reality, reinvention. I'm inviting you, the everyday woman, to make a decision to pursue your dreams. That's what I did. I uncovered the dreams that I was born to pursue and learned how to create those dreams with commitment and passion. I'll help you get your money in shape for your dream quest. Join my mailing list at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, everyone, to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my wonderful guests, Bob and Diane Palmer, owner of Palmer Motivation. So, Bob and Diane, you two, we're going to get to talking about your book in a little while, but you two, what we have in common is that we've studied success principles from a lot of different uh, masters. Uh, one we have in common is, is Jack Canfield. And, you know, I know that you've been teaching these principles to folks all over the place. And I wanted to get us started on what some of those real, really important success principles that you teach are. What's what's like the number one that you like to tell people about, Bob? Well, I uh, uh, probably the number one that uh, that we go over is uh, a principle that Jack has is uh, E plus R equals O. So E being the event. So events in our lives, everybody has events. Events, you know, happen every day. Uh, you know, you, you get up and it's raining. Oh, imagine that here in Seattle. Um, and then, then the R is how we react to the events. So if we get mad because it's raining all of a sudden, and the O would be the outcome of us reacting to the event. So if I, if I get out of bed and all of a sudden I just fly off the handle, I'm upset because it's raining and I was, you know, I maybe was going to work in the yard or I was going to go golf or I was going to, you know, uh, play baseball or whatever it might be, that will have a different outcome for the people around me than if I got up and I sh- shrugged my shoulders and said, well, shucks, it's raining. Okay, I guess I won't do these other things. I'll just do something else. So how we react to things, because the event's the event. We can't change the event. The guy cuts you off on the freeway on the way to work. Uh, Your boss comes in and tells you uh, you got to give up 30% of your pay because COVID and we're trying to keep the, you know, the company afloat. Whatever it might be, we don't have any, any effect on that. But we do have complete effect over how we react and then how we react 
then changes the outcome of whatever event that was. So, you know, if, if you're, you, some people just love to play the victim. And uh, so, you know, they, they love to blame other things and it's always somebody else's fault and it's always whatever it might be. But if you take responsibility for how you react, things change for you. You can make that into something. You can have that become something. And no, you may not understand why the guy cut you off, but we also may not understand that he just got off the phone and, you know, he has a child that just uh, was in an accident or, you know, something else happened. And it's possible, imagine this, if you would, imagine that he just made a mistake and didn't realize you were there, which none of us have ever done. We've always changed lanes and always seen everybody who's there. So sometimes it's just, you know, it's not that they're rude. It's just that life happens and we do that. And then the other side of your question is, um, and I love to teach that because I think that's the building block. But the other one, when we do workshops uh, uh, and a lot of even our online trainings that we do, uh, the first thing I like to start with is gratitude about changing who we are about reminding us what we're grateful for. Because as soon as we start reminding ourselves what we're grateful for, it changes our countenance. It changes who we are. And then we, I just love to start a, a workshop by everybody's countenance being uplifted and feeling better and doing things. And then we'll go into the more training, but to remind ourselves of, you know, Hey, the fact is, you know, I got out of bed this morning and I was able to do that on my own. And I went to the bathroom on my own. Not everybody can do that. And so many things we take for granted. But when we start looking at just the simplest things, uh, we have a whole lot to be grateful for, no matter who we are. That's so true. Anything to add there, Diane? (sighs) I think. I think for me, one of my biggest takeaways with the success principles is your message, your message. So you never know what somebody else is going through or what somebody else has been through. And you think you're the only one in this. And when you let other people know that you've actually have dealt with abuse or, you know, alcoholism, I mean, whatever the case may be but letting other people know that you've also been through that and giving them strength and encouragement to step out of that mess as well and be able to move forward. So that was one of my biggest takeaways on that. Well, that is, I mean, that's uh, one of the reasons you two are so motivational. I mean, Bob, you started your life. I mean, your life has generally been, you, you, you told me this, you decide what you want and you go get it. And (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. And and yet, Diane, you have had a different kind of a life where you had to learn uh, a little bit more courage. You had to learn how to do things a little different because you weren't exactly like him. And so that's why I think you make such a great duo is because there are all of us are different. Right. We all pursue what we want in our dreams and and our financial uh, wealth and so on. We all pursue it differently. And so there's a path uh, way for each one of us. Right. So what are some of the other things you like to talk about, Bob? You know, one of the things that you mentioned to me is, 
you know, and that's uh, very well described on your website is you, you got to get in touch with what you want. You got to get in touch with your dreams. Exactly. It's, it's funny how, uh, you know, we run into people so often and, and this is everybody, uh, you know, that we, when you ask them, uh, you know, have they gotten what they wanted? And, and typically people will say, no, you know, they didn't, when they look back on their life or they look at their life right now, they're, they're not getting what they want. So then you ask them, well, you know, what do you want? And, and they'll come up with something like, uh, you know, it could be anything, but you know, uh, well, I want a new car. Okay. Well, what kind of car? I don't know. Uh, you know, and then this whole thing, well, my whole premise is we don't get what we want because we never decided what we wanted. So the, uh, well, I don't know. I want a new car. What kind of car? Uh, that means you haven't decided. You never decided that you wanted the, the, the 2020 Cadillac, uh, you know, whatever it is, light blue leather interior, blah, blah, blah. You never decided that. And when we don't decide, that's why we don't get it. But as soon as we made our, our decision of this is what I'm going for, this is what I want, we'll get it. We really do. It's very seldom that we don't get things that we've really defined mm-hmm. and decided that we wanted. So when people don't get things, so one of the things that I love to teach is goal setting because, you know, we don't, they don't teach that in school. That is not, and I think it's a, a critical thing that people need to know and schools don't teach it. So if they don't teach it, where do we learn it? If our parents didn't teach us how to set goals, now they told us to have a goal, but they never told us to how to set the goal. You well, know. they told us their goal for us. Well, there's always that too. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I, of it. I remember, yeah, I, 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 I know more than once I've disappointed my folks, but one time in particular, uh, I was on a trip. I was going to go look at a college. So my mom wanted to go with me. So I said, well, Sure, you can go. And we get to take your car because I, I was pretty sure that her car would make it there and back. And I wasn't so sure mine would. Um, so, you know, but on the way back, we got to talking about what I wanted. And she was she was very disappointed. Like, well, that's all. I thought you wanted more, you know. And, and to me, it was like, well, maybe you're not understanding where I'm going to go with this and what I'm going to do. So um, I think so oftentimes, yeah, other people, our parents in particular, uh, have goals for us. And, but in the same time, some people do those goals. They become doctors, they become lawyers, they become, you know, whatever it is. And it's nothing that they wanted. It's somebody else's goal and now they're not happy. So again, it's that whole, well, what do you want? Let's find out what you want. And then let's start making a path towards getting that. Let's get your goals defined. That's so important is to give yourself permission to go for what you want. Because I think there's a lot of folks that might say, well, I know what I want, but I keep it a secret because A, I don't think I can have it, or B, I think it's going to be too small or too hard, or C, I'm afraid of what people will think of me, da-da-da-da-da. You know, that that's when the excuses come up. Oh, exactly. And, and, you know, and, and Di and I have heard that a lot with, with people, we do workshops and, and, and one of the exercises we'll do is, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, we'll do some goals and then ask people to raise their hands and, and who would like to share. And, you know, sometimes people's hands, cause some people just in any 
the environment like that, they love to share all the time. And some people don't share all the time, you know. And uh, so, you know, we'll kind of go through, you know, we might take a uh, uh, let somebody share or let one or two share. And then we'll talk about the fact that, you know, for those of you who didn't raise your hand, what kept you from raising your hand? What was it that you told yourself about your goal or about your dream that kept you from doing that? Because whatever that is, that's what's keeping you from achieving it. You're telling yourself it's too small or you're telling yourself that people will laugh at it. You're telling yourself. So you're, you're already sabotaging yourself towards getting your goal when people would love to hear your goal. There's people, you know, I know somebody who knows somebody who can help you get part of that kind of a thing. But if we don't share it, then nobody knows how to help us achieve it and, you know, kind of make it ours. So I just, I'm getting all giddy because I'm so excited about how well you communicate all these really important things that we all need reminders about, right? I mean, it isn't like these these concepts are so foreign per se. They just, we just forget them and we forget how to put them in order. You know, when we talked about uh, what we wanted to like title our conversation about, we didn't really have anything. But then when I went on your website, I realized this is what you guys are about. Life isn't about getting it perfect. It's about making progress. Right. And, it's not about being and, perfect at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that holds so many people up because they want it to be just right. You know, and, and, uh, and I won't tell you, I was just going to say, and I won't say, I I don't do that on occasion myself. I want it to be just right. And and that is the the biggest buzzkill of, of people's goals and dreams is Mm -hmm. they want it to be perfect. So they don't do anything. Well, you know how I've decided to define that differently. I say that I have high standards for myself. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because actually having high standards is a good thing because that means that you are trying to continually improve. And I know that I, I, you know, I am a recovering perfectionist. And so I do have to really uh, listen when people say to me, you know, Teresa, you don't have to go quite that far overboard. (laughs) But, you know, having good standards and having wanting high quality is actually a positive trait. Oh, and I agree. You know, I mean, I don't I don't again, I don't have I don't have Emmys and a Peabody for, you know, for shoddy work. They don't give right. For that. So, so there are times, you know, when, when you're on, when you're on the, the 80th floor of a skyscraper, you want to know that there was some perfection involved in putting that together. So, um, you know, when you're going up and down the elevator, you want to know that, Hey, somebody made sure that this is working right. So there's, there's definitely a time and a place for, uh, for, for perfection and making sure it's what it needs to be. But the, the thing that, and, and, and I don't mean, but I just mean as well as, uh, right. you know, there has to be a something if it's going to stop you from moving forward, if it's going to keep you from achieving holding and keep you from yeah holding you back, then then you need to check yourself and you need to find out because because good enough. If it's going to move you forward, then 
we need to move forward because if it stops you from doing anything, it hasn't, your perfectionism or perfectionistism or whatever it is, hasn't helped you. It's actually right. it's a, a crutch that you're going to lean on the rest of your life. And after a while, nobody cares about your crutch. Absolutely. Um, and so on that note, I am going to have to take another quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to ask you about um, motivation uh, regarding working, uh, to, uh, regarding improving your life, regarding going for your dreams, uh, regarding doing this work that you help people do. So hang in there with us, everyone. We will be right back to A Wealthy Life for Her. My name is Jerry Robert, and I'm the publisher at Black Card Books, and I couldn't be happier to announce Twist the Throttle to Fuel Your Success. The beauty of this book and why we are all uh, at Black Card Books so excited about its publication is that Diane and Bob have done such a fabulous job in rekindling people's passion and inspiring them to move forward. And that's why giants, people like uh, Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Look forward to this book. Listen, it's time for you to live your dream. And these people can help you do it. Navigating a path to increase your income is a critical part of women's pursuit of her own financial independence. Having a personalized financial plan gives a woman confidence that she knows where she is going and how to get there. We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you are planning something else. Navigating life's changes is all a part of pursuing a wealthy life. Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com and click on Schedule to set up a time to chat. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant and my guests, Bob and Diane Palmer. And Bob, I said I was going to ask you, you know, what do you feel about a person's motivation to improve their life? Do you think somebody has to be 100% self-motivated or can you motivate someone to want to go for their dreams? You know, I think, um, I think people can say things to people that, uh, that stir them, that get them started. Uh, but in the long run, I think it has to come from within you. You have to, you have to generate that out of your, you know, whether it's your heart or your gut or something, you have to be driven to, to get what you want. Um, somebody else can get you started and they can even be alongside you and, and help you. Uh, but you know, whether, you know, so I'm a coach, uh, I'm, a, I'm a trainer. Um, if you hired a, um, a physical coach, you know, and they had you running laps and they had you doing push-ups and they had you doing whatever things, you know, at some point in time, if you said, you know, I think I'm just done with this, I'm not doing any more jumping jacks, uh, 
why don't you need to just get in your car and go home and I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to go home. You know, at some point in time, if you don't do the work, no matter how much you pay somebody or what, however they talk to you and try to encourage you, if you don't decide to do it, then it's really not getting done. So I think, I think people have, uh, certainly, uh, moved me and stirred me at times to where I, I'd say, you know, like there's something I just, uh, you know, I love to watch, uh, die. It makes you crazy sometimes, but you know, if there's a good film, I'll watch it a bunch of times. It doesn't bother me because some films will motivate me. And, you know, and I love, if I watch last of the Mohicans, it's just like, man, I wish I was in shape like that. You know, it's like Daniel Day-Lewis running up the side of the mountain. You know, so I think we see things and we and people say things to us that can motivate us. But it really, after that initial, you know, kind of that initial, you know, goose of the, of the motor, uh, it's up to you. You have to decide that you're going where you want to go. Uh, otherwise, it's all for naught. I'd like to know what your thoughts about that are, Diane. I, I think a lot of times, like when Bob and I first started our journey together, um, learning stuff, he pushed me outside my comfort zone as well. He's like, I'm not doing this unless you, in, unless you come with me. And I'm like, ah, I support you. You go. I'm good. You know? Um, and we went to a workshop and I was like, what? Are you kidding me? This is great. I think I learned more than you did. You know, I, I was on fire um, just because I heard things that, again, someone told me that I could be whatever I wanted to be and I could do whatever I wanted to do. Bob believed in me more than I believed in me, you know, so I, I think people can help you. But again, I'm, I'm in agreement with Bob. They can get you started. But then you really have to have that fire in your belly to continue going. But having someone who sees something in you before you see something in you, that's that's a great <laughs> that's a great tool to have, you know, um, for someone to just want to help you, you know. So I so totally agree with that. And 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 of all the folks that we've been fortunate enough to help, you and I, uh, we see that in everyone, right? But there's something else that is important for uh, to get you through the sometimes hard work, like you were bringing up the example of doing your, your push-ups and your jumping jacks. Well, when it comes to developing yourself as a person and becoming more of who you were put on this earth to become, some of it can be perceived as hard work. And that is uh, persistence. Right, right. Oh, it's, I, you know, and yeah, don't, uh, I think sometimes, you know, we, we hear, listen to people and, and, and which, which is really the, the cool part about whether you're an actor or you're a master craftsman or you're a, you know, you're, you're a, a, a violinist or someone, you know, when they make it seem simple, then they've really, they've done their work, but none of it's simple. It's, you know, working on yourself is not simple. Uh, it, there are, um, there are simple things like some of the things we teach are simple, but they're hard to do because it's hard to keep after it. It's hard to keep pushing yourself. But you know, the, the, the thing that we're actually trying to do is simple, mm -hmm. but 
it isn't simple to do. It's hard to do, even though the task itself is relatively simple. So, so, so oftentimes it's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the title of the book, twist the throttle to fuel your success. It's based around the thought of, yeah, uh, I love, um, uh, Kenny Loggins has a song that he, he talks about. He says, everybody has a boat out on the ocean, but not everybody's sailing out to sea. Oh. And it's like that with, with where we came up, uh, with the title, you know, just because you have a car, just because you have a motorcycle, which we love motorcycling, which is part of the reason this song came around too. But just because you have these things and just, you have, a, you have a boat. If you don't twist the throttle, if you don't put some effort into it, you're just going to, the car will sit in the driveway. The motorcycle will sit in the garage. The boat will sit in you know, in the harbor, that's all it'll do. It takes effort. You have to decide you're going to twist the throttle on your life to get where you want to go. It won't just happen. You have to, you have to open the doors. Mm -hmm. You have to, and if the doors aren't there, sometimes you have to build them. Right. You know, but so that's kind of where the whole, uh, the title is. And that's where we try to get people to, to realize, look, we're not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you it's hard. It might be simple, but it's hard to do. It's hard to get yourself in that mode of saying every day I want to move forward. Because sometimes we like to not, I just, you know, we love that easy. We love our comfort zones. We, we have comfort zones because they're comfortable. And if we don't go outside that comfort zone, if we don't push ourselves, then we'll never grow. You know, if we didn't have teachers that pushed us from, first grade to second grade to second grade to third grade to fourth grade to fifth grade, all that stuff. They were pushing us outside of our comfort zones. If we didn't have that, we'd all still be in the first grade because it was comfortable and we didn't have to know any more than two plus two. But thank goodness we had people in our lives that pushed us. The, the problem with a lot of us is, you know, after we get out of high school or college, we, we like to settle in to that comfort zone. And so we don't get the dreams that we wanted. We let those go by for our comfort. We let that go by. And because just, life happens sometimes yeah. as well. It's not just right. we, we give up and we get stuck or whatever. Life happens and it changes stuff for other people. And we do have to put other things on the back burner for the greater good at here and now. But then at some point you want to give yourself permission to go now, what do I really want to do? What do I really want to have? You know, where do we really want to go? And making it a priority, making yourself a priority and the quality of the life that you live, uh, put that at the top of your list. Which, you know, for women, you know, this show is primarily going to be listened to by women. And we are such natural givers, right, Diane? I mean, I, I watch you give to your family and your uh, neighbors all the time, uh, which is a natural and it's very rewarding and so on. But for many women, they have bigger dreams. They really want to be able to learn how to live life in a better or different way. So I want to, gosh, we're getting, we're running so fast on time, but I want to have you help us, uh, Bob, with your morning routine, because to me, that seems like something that you are twisting your throttle of your own 
pursuit of your dreams. You have your own dreams that you're pursuing and you use that morning routine as a way to twist your throttle. That's how I see it. So share that with us. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I came across this a couple of years ago. I kind of, you know, I heard different people talking about things. So I kind of made up my own, uh, you know, I kind of, I like that part of that. And I like this part of that. It's kind of like, you know, working in the kitchen and, and coming up with, uh, you know, your own version of, you know, goulash or whatever it might be. But uh, so I have things that, yeah, to start my day. And, uh, and first off, I start out with the uh, stretching. I, I find that, you know, if I stretch in the morning, my whole day goes better. I'm, <laughs> I'm at that age. I need to get out there and stretch and then, you know, go for a walk or whatever it is. But the first thing I ask myself when I get back in here, it's on my, and I keep it on my computer. You can put it on your phone. You can, you can keep a journal. You can do, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, but uh, the first thing that I ask myself is what's one thing that I can get excited about today? And sometimes, you know, there might be a meeting that I have or something, but sometimes if I, it's, it's just a day of, I got to get some bunch of stuff done or whatever. Still, I want to know what can I get excited about today? What is it about my life? If I'm still here on earth, I've got work to do. What is it that can excite me? And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a note to somebody. Maybe it's making sure that I tell Di that I'm crazy about her, whatever it might be, but it's, I like to start, it's kind of like when we, uh, I talked about earlier with the whole gratitude. If I start my day with what could excite me, that brings me to a different level. It brings me to say, hey, what would, what would that do? And then the next thing I ask me, you know, what's one word for me today? What, what word would I like for me to, to have? And then uh, my next one is who needs to be, needs me to be on my A game, you know? So oftentimes, again, we're, you know, we're playing safe and we play the B game all the time, you know, when we really think about it. But if you had to be on your A game every day, all the time, or at least for, you know, two hours or whatever, it's, you know, who would need you on your A game? And maybe it is your partner. Maybe it is. That, that's who needs you on your A game. Would you doggone, you know, be the husband or be the partner or be, you know, that you said you were going to be till death do us part? What, what if you played that A game all the time? Right. Exactly. So, and, and of course, you can also put yourself, you know, who needs to be on my, who, who you know, I need my, I need, need me to on, be my, on sure. my A game. And that's a fine answer. Yeah. Because none of these are wrong answers. It's yeah. whoever you need for you. But no, that's a great, a great answer. So, and I've got, uh, did you want my whole list or you want, I've got, got, my, I've got more. Thing, it takes me about, it takes me about 10 minutes to fill out my, my questions that I start my day with. And, uh, and I try to so, get it done before I take coffee into dive. So she gets coffee in bed every morning. She gets coffee and bread so, uh, in bed. So you are on your A game with the coffee preparation. I try to be on it. That's how I like to start my day. With, <laughs> getting her some coffee in bed. As someone who uh, totally enjoys my friendship with you, even though we don't get to see each other as often as we'd like, but um, I will say that, you know, you two are two of the most optimistic, happy, uh, uplifting people that I know. And I'm just uh, assuming that part of the reason for that is because you, you do the mental work, you do these kinds of things to make sure that your attitude doesn't go down and also because you are both uh, so service oriented, you're so interested in lifting other people up in your work and also in how you volunteer your time. 
Right, right. Well, we, you know, we developed a couple of years ago. Um, uh, when you come to one of our workshops, we give you, uh, you know, everybody's seen those little plastic armbands or wristbands that people have. Well, ours are about a third of the size of a normal one. They're just little tiny thin one. And on it, it says others. And, uh, you know, since, since we decided to, to do those years ago, and I don't know, a long time, six years ago or something like that now, uh, you know, mine's just, it doesn't leave my wrist. It's on there all the time. Just to remind me that it's not about us. It's about others. It's how we, how we make somebody else feel when they leave a conversation or when we meet them. Do we leave them feeling better about themselves than when they arrive? That's our job. That's, if we're not there to, to help others and to put them at the forefront of, you know, what can I do to help you and really mean it, then I think we're just not serving as good as we could. And that's what is coming from your heart as your purpose in life. And um, so we only have a few more minutes. So I just want to make sure you guys get an opportunity to share with our listeners, you know, where do they find you? How, what will they find in terms of your product offerings, your services? Help us understand more about your Palmer Motivation business. Gotcha. Well, we do uh, we do workshops. We're authors of the book. In fact, we have a special going on with the book. It's going to we're going to kick that out here in another day or two, but so uh, this, this might special be with your book, with the book, we're going to, uh, we're giving the book away for free. You just cover shipping and handling. So five ninety five, and we'll, we just want you to have the book. There's just so much there that can help you and get you started. We want to make it easy enough for you. So as long as you cover the shipping and handling for us, we're happy to send that out. So that you go out to our website, palmermotivation.com. And you can get uh, you can get that signed up over there. Um, and then our offerings are on there as far as coaching, whether it's group coaching or one-on-one coaching. I do success coaching. I'm also a certified high-performance coach. So if you want to really kickstart your stuff, we'll get you going. I've got uh, – uh, I won't take the time. I've got a great story, but I think we're out of time. So Yeah, we are, but – I, tell, I will tell you that the uh, your website is very informative and very easy to navigate. So I encourage everyone to go to palmermotivation.com and get to know Bob and Diane a little better. And thank you both so much. This uh, our, uh, We talked, but it didn't go. We didn't have enough time, but we'll have you back. How is that? Well, thanks thank so much. You. And the website is really nice. She handles that. She does a marvelous job. Thanks so much, you guys. Thank so thanks you. for being with us, everyone. Next week, our guest will be sitting. Cindy Whitmer, the confidence coach, owner of the Inspiration Center, author of two books. Cindy and I will be talking about confidence, your greatest commodity. So thanks for listening and being a part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. I know you have a lot of shows and podcasts you can listen to. So please know I'm so grateful when you listen to me and our guests. If you enjoyed yourself, please share the show with your friends. I'd like to thank Alexis Lieutenant Gregory for their, our theme music, Eric, my producer, the support staff at Financial Advocates, and everybody at KKNW 1150 AM. And also connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa Lieutenant. Remember, ladies, that financial independence is your birthright. With the right education, empowerment, and the right financial advice, you can overcome any financial challenge and create a wealthy life on your terms. See you next week. 
Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com.